Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So wonderful to be, amen, in the church of the living God. I want to thank you, Brother Ali, for that message this morning. Amen. Praise God. Call the elders. Let them anoint you with oil and lay hands upon you. Thank you, God. Praise the Lord. I'd like to welcome our guests here today. Amen. Is it Cindy and Randy? Is that right? We're so nice to have you with us. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. South Richland, right? Richland. Amen. Nice having you. Praise God and Ernie, thank you, amen, for coming down and allowing us to pray, amen, praise God, thank you. Sophia, and your wonderful family, it's so nice having you with us here this morning, praise God, hallelujah, amen, Jada. And her mother, amen. All the way from Olympia, Sister Flynn, praise God. I uh, I was kind of putting it together. I've been to a lot of camps for s- the youth and Sunday school, and I realized that uh, I remember her coming as a camp counselor years ago and with uh, Brother Boyd as your pastor, and now he's your pastor, but back then he was the head of Sunday school, and so uh, anyway, so nice having you with us here today, all the way from Olympia, Woo, just to come and, and hear, me to hear me to preach. <laughs> no, that's not why they're here. <coughs> anyway. They came for a homecoming last night, and so, anyway, what a wonderful time. Praise God, you may be seated. <coughs> um, this morning, do they have that, do they have the title of my message up there? Avengers, the real end game. Avengers, the real end game. <coughs> Woo! But unfortunately, that's not what I'm going to talk about today. That was my message until I woke up yesterday. And I saw what was going on in the world. I text the pastor. He'd already been reading on it. And I know we live busy lives 
But there's something that's happening right now. Israel yesterday morning woke up with some 3,000 missiles, 5,000 missiles by land, by sea, by air. They were attacked. I don't know, what's the death count? 600, 600 plus women and children. I'm not talking soldiers. And as I started to read and, and watch video clips, I saw the atrocities that mankind is able to do to another human being. And they were so terrible, I, I can't even go into the details of what I saw. Some videos I had to skip over because of the desecration of dead bodies. And I was like, God, how am I going to preach Avengers, the end game? And this scripture came to my mind in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I didn't give this to you, Sister Autumn, but I'm going to read it. Chapter 3, verse 1. If you, can, if you could bring it up. My eyes are getting a little, maybe I'm not sleeping enough. <laughs> I got it on my phone. I can read it from there. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And can you give me verse 4? A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn. And a time to dance. I, I was really wanting to preach and get everybody worshiping God and dancing and running and all of that. But in my mind, this is a time to mourn. They might not see me as a brother. But those are my brethren that are dying over there. And I'd like to read some scriptures about the relationship between the church and Israel. Is that all right? I know, I know that, that you're expecting me to preach, but it's like what the pastor said last Sunday. God has called, amen, He's called me to give what he gives to me, to you. And so we'll get that Avengers, the real end game, on another time. But I want you to listen to these scriptures. And I'm going to use the Net Bible on these. So Romans chapter 9, verse 1 through 5. You don't have to stand because it's going to be a lot of reading. This is Paul. Look at Paul and his thinking on Israel. I am telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying, for my conscience assures me in the Holy Spirit I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. It, it, it never stopped this crying in his heart, for I could wish that I might uh, that I myself were accursed, cut off from Christ. 
He said, I wish if I could that I could forever be tormented in the flames of hell that Israel, my family, my brethren could be saved. Now, how many people would say that? God, if you would save my family, I would surrender my salvation for all of eternity. That's a hard pill to swallow. And we're not talking about laying down your life. We're talking about all of eternity of suffering, damnation. But this is what he says. For the sake of my people, my fellow countrymen. This is, this is the spirit that I want to have towards Israel. Who are Israelites? To them belong. He says, listen to what they possess. Israel. To them belong the adoption as sons. It all started with Abraham and the adoption of God. That separates us from all the rest of the world because we are not just servants of a God. We are the sons and daughters of a God, of the only God. To them belong the adoption as sons, the glory. Woo! Hallelujah. The covenants. The giving of the law, the temple of worship that God put together and put into the mind of Moses, amen, starting with the tabernacle, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, the heroes of faith, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they all Amen. Belong to Israel. And from them, and from them, by the flesh and blood, the human descent, came the Christ, Jesus, who is God over all. Did you know your Bible said that? Sure you did. Who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. Can you skip down to verse 30 and 33 of chapter 9? Israel rejects God's plan. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness? We didn't pursue it. We didn't have an understanding of the law. The law wasn't given to us. We never pursued after following God's commandments. That the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness obtained it? That is a righteousness that is by faith. I never knew anything about the law, never knew anything about God's ways, but yet I found righteousness coming in off the street and giving my life to the Lord by faith. But Israel, even though pursuing a law of righteousness, it was God's holy law, and they pursued it with every ounce of fiber and strength. Deuteronomy 6 and 4, right? They pursued after it. Righteousness, they did not attain it. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it were possible by works. They thought they could obtain righteousness by perfecting their life and how they were following these commandments, and they missed it. 
They stumbled over the stumbling stone. What's the stumbling stone? Just as it is written, look, I am laying in Zion a stone that will cause people to stumble and a rock that will make them fall. Yet the one who believes in him will not be put to shame. This is speaking of the Lord. Amen, Jesus. But it becomes our blessing. Can we give me verse 24 and 26 of that chapter? Even us whom he has called not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. You see, salvation appeared to the Jews first, and now it has appeared unto all men. As he also says in Hosea, I will call those who were not my people, my people. He's called those people heathens. We were heathens. There were things I did before I came to the Lord I'm ashamed of. I'd, my wife doesn't even know. I don't tell anybody. I don't want to ever mention the things that I did. I will call those who were not my people, my people. And I will call her who was unloved, my beloved. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called sons of the living God. This salvation appeared unto Israel. Israel, let his blood be upon us and upon our children. Give us Barabbas. And because of this, God turned to a people who were not a people. Acts chapter 15 tells us that, to take out a people of the world for his namesake. Right? You are not my people. There they will be called sons of the living God. Woo! Praise the Lord. Amen. And in the very place where it was said, oh, that's the one I just read, 26. Can you give me chapter 10, verse 12 and 13? Listen to what Paul says here. For there is no distinction now between the Jew and the Greek, the Jew or the Gentile. For the same Lord is Lord of all, who richly bless all who call on him. Look at the next verse. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There is no respecter of persons in the eyes of God here today, whether it is somebody that is uh, uh, backing the, that is on the Palestinian side or somebody that is on the Jewish side. I want you to know uh, that in the midst of all the chaos, uh, if they call upon the name uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, God will not reject them uh, for their adherence uh, to their church traditions uh, that they have held on to, uh, thinking that their traditions uh, will save them. Amen. All can be saved. Can you give me Romans 11, 1 through 7?
So does that mean that God has rejected Israel? So I ask, God has not rejected his people. He has absolutely not. For I too am an Israelite. I, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Do you not know what the scripture says about Elijah? How he pleads with God against Israel? You know the story of Elijah here. Keep going, please. Lord, this is Elijah. Lord, they have killed your prophets. They have demolished your altars. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life. But what was the divine response from God to him? This is what the Lord told Elijah. I have kept for myself 7,000 people who have not bent the knee to Baal. I remember reading that as a young Christian, and I got this understanding as I was reading it that sometimes even the, the ministry, the man of God, doesn't see the commitment uh, of a, somebody who maybe isn't on the radar. It can happen. And that's the case what happened in Elijah. He thought he was all alone, but there was 7,000 who had not bent a knee to Baal <laughs> and said, I serve the one true living God of Israel. So in the same way at the present that there is a remnant chosen by grace. This is a promise to Abraham. Amen. And if it is by grace, it is no longer by works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. I'm talking about the relationship of the church and Israel. What then? Israel failed to obtain what it was diligently seeking, but the, uh, but the uh, elect obtained it. The rest were hardened. Amen. Skip over to verse 17 of chapter 11 through 21, if you would, please. He starts talking about a tree an olive tree, and he makes the comparison of Israel as an olive tree. Listen to this. Now, if some of the branches were broken off, and you, a wild olive shoot, so you're not part of the original God's olive tree, were grafted in among them and participated in the richness of, of the olive root, I was grafted in and I became a beholder of the promises that God made to the patriarch and I, go back to the verse before that, please, I get to participate in the richness of the olive root that was laid out by Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Isn't that amazing? Me, a Gentile, a non-Jew, by the flesh. Next verse, please. 
do not boast over the branches. But we got to be careful. We don't get high-minded to think that, yeah, these Jews, they really don't know anything. Do not boast over the branches. But if you boast, remember that you do not support the root. If I start boasting because I'm apostolic and I have the truth and they're blinded or in a slumber and I start to think highly of myself. But if you boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. I'm supported by those heroes of faith and Hebrews. Then you will say the branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. God wanted to get rid of them because they didn't believe, and he put me in there because he knew I would be a great believer. No, that's not the attitude he wants me to have. Granted, they were broken off because of their unbelief. But look, watch this. But you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, perhaps he will not spare you. I didn't write this. Paul did. Give me verse 23. And even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, this is Israel, if they do not continue in their unbelief, they will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. I'm talking about right now today, God is able to graft them in, into the tree. Verse 24. What did I, 25, 25 through 31. For I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery. Watch this. I don't want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be conceited. A partial hardening has happened to Israel until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. Until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. The King James says it a little bit differently, right? When will God be done dealing with the Gentiles? A lot of Bible scholars believe that the Gentiles, we make up the Gentile bride. And that when Jesus takes his bride out of this earth, the Gentile church... That that is the end of the days of the Gentiles and the Gentiles shall be fulfilled and then God will turn to Israel. And Israel, all of Israel will be saved. And so all Israel will be saved as, as it is written. The deliverer will come out of Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. There's coming a time when the days of the Gentiles shall be over. It shall be fulfilled. And God will turn again 
unto Israel. And they will come to the realization and the knowledge that the promise that God gave Abraham concerning Isaac is fulfilled in the gospel message of Jesus Christ. That is the complete and total fulfillment of that promise that God gave Isaac. And they will convert by the thousands to Christianity. My personal belief is that I will not be here to see that. Amen. And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. In regard to the gospel, he says right now, he says there's coming a day when the days of the Gentiles shall be fulfilled and I will turn and God will turn back again to Israel and they will all be saved. But he says concerning the gospel right now today, he says they are enemies for your sake because they say Jesus was not the Messiah and they would try to lock you up or to keep you from speaking the name of Jesus. But in regard to the election, they are dearly loved for the sake of the fathers. They may not recognize me today as a son of Abraham, but I recognize them as brothers and sisters of God. Watch what happens. For the gifts and the calls of God are irrevocable. They are his children. Just as you were formerly disobedient to God, but have now received mercy due to their disobedience, that's the whole story Look at this. So they too have now been disobedient in order. Watch this. That by the mercy shown to you, they too may now receive mercy. When they see the mercy that God has shown to the Gentiles and how he has blessed these Gentiles that they will turn and start making that turn towards God. When he sees, when they see that the Gentile church is taken from this world and that they are with the Lord and the mercy that God shows the Gentile church in the last days uh, as he raptures them out, that nation will be there and thinking upon the mercies that God showed this Gentile bride, and they will rush to the conversion of following the Lord Jesus Christ. In Luke 21, I didn't give you these scriptures, but in Luke 21, Jesus is talking about the end days. And he starts to list things that are going to happen. Did you know yesterday there were three major earthquakes throughout the world of six point and higher? One in southern Mexico, one in Iraq, and then one in Papua New Guinea. 
But Jesus says, when you see these things start to take place, and this is what we see, is we see these things starting to take place. He says, look up, lift up your head, right? He says, look up, amen, for your salvation draweth nigh. Praise God. We are so close. Is this going to be a battle that pushes the world towards Armageddon? I don't know. But I think it could be a battle that pushes the, the world towards the revelation of a great peacemaker who will come And settle a truth, a peace agreement. And inside of that agreement, I was talking with the pastor this morning, will be the ability for the Jews to build a third temple. I see that as this could be a precursor to that. This is the first time in 50 years that the nation of Israel has declared war. Today. 50 years. Can you give me Titus 2, 11 and 14? We're almost done. Listen to this. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. God's grace is available for all of humanity. It flows beyond borders and dialects of individuals. It trains us to, re to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live self-controlled, upright, in godly lives in the present age. Woo! Because once you taste of God's mercy and grace, uh, suddenly those things that you used to love, uh, you don't love anymore. And those things that you used to hate, uh, you suddenly start to like. Amen. Right? As we wait for the happy fulfillment of, I like how the King James says here, our blessed hope. But this version doesn't say that. Fulfillment of our hope. It does both say this, though. In the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This is our hope. Amen. That someday the Lord shall appear. Amen. And he will be our Savior. Praise God. <clears throat> I got one more scripture to read and then I'm done. It's found in Psalms 122 and 6. Thank you, Brother Brian. 
There is no peace in Jerusalem today. You think about all of the children, as the pastor had mentioned to me this morning too, think about all of the innocent children that have already died and are going to die in this. The Bible tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love her prosper. Now, normally when we come to the altar, we come and we pray that God can give us direction or heal us or forgive us of our trespasses and our sins. But today, as we come here this morning, I ask for you to come wherever you are in your relationship with God, whether you are a member or whether of this church or whether you're a guest, everybody is welcome but I'm going to ask that you do this, that you pray for the people of Israel, for Jerusalem, as it was your son and daughter dying, as if it was your wife that was taken prisoner, as it was your husband who's being tortured this morning. I know this is a little heavy but it's the hour that we live in. And I know you young people know how to pray. If you would come down and, and help us pray. Here's the thing is this. As much as the church, we are the eternal bride of Christ forever. Amen. We will be his bride. Jerusalem is God's eternal city. Not only will Jesus reign as king for a thousand years there of peace on this world. But the Bible tells me that when this earth is passed away, and John says he sees a new heaven and a new earth, that the crown jewel of that new earth is the new Jerusalem. Hallelujah. These things are beyond our comprehension. But by faith, like Abraham, we seek after a city that we have never seen, whose builder is God. Hallelujah. I know this isn't Brother Jeff's preaching but I really feel like I owe it to these people. I really feel like we owe it as church. Their blessing that they don't have, we have. Their favor that they don't have with God, we do. And it's just because by God's mercy, I didn't do anything to merit this. It's not that God saw me and said, oh, he's a winner. I want him on my team. No, he said the world thinks he's a loser. I want him on my team. Hallelujah. As they begin to, as they begin to play,
can we come and pray? Not not for ourselves, but for Israel. Amen. God's people. Hallelujah. We are God's people today, but can we come and pray for God's people, Israel? Hallelujah. Oh, God, right now, would you begin to pray, church? It's their mercy that we enjoy today. It's their favor that God put upon them that we enjoy today. Amen. It's their blessing. Uh, hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. We have the blessing uh, that they passed upon uh, as Esau did. Uh, and we enjoy this blessing. Uh, amen. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me That's it. Just begin to pray. Young people, would you pray, amen, for the children of Jerusalem, for Israel, amen. Would you pray for them here this morning? Oh, God, would you save their souls? Oh, that's it. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I pray a mercy upon those people, oh, Lord God. God, that you would save them, oh, Lord. God, I understand. Amen. I've received a blessing that I don't deserve. I understand that, oh, Lord God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, that's it. Amen. We are so blessed. We have received a promise that we don't deserve. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, that's it. In the name of the Lord. Thank you. Oh! 
of Israel, you could fit eight of them in the state of Washington. Now, the state of Washington, can you imagine the state of Washington having somewhere between two and 3,000 missiles lobbed at you? But here's the real thing, is that if you read the book, from the book of Genesis in chapter number 32, I think it is. The entire Jacob was, he, he was a, a God chaser. Okay? He went about it the wrong way. He struggled. The Bible says he struggled. He, was, he struggled in life to get to what he needed or what he wanted from God. The only way that it came is in prayer. And when he got to that place in prayer, the entire, you, you read that? God says, after he struggled in prayer, he says, that angel says, you got to let me go for the day breaketh. He said, I will never let go until you bless me. That blessing came in prayer, but more powerful when the angel says, what is your name? He says, Jacob. He says, no. He says, God has told me to give you a new name. Why? It says, because you have struggled with men and with God, and you have prevailed. Your name is Israel. Israel was birthed in a spirit of prayer. That name means everything. That, when Brother Jeff said that the, the, the very name of heaven, book of Revelation says, I saw, he says, I, I saw new Jerusalem coming out of heaven as a bride adorned. 
Church, we are, this whole thing was birthed in prayer. God changed the entire, he gave that nation a name, Israel, saying that you have struggled, but you have prevailed through your prayers. That's what the church is here for today. Life is a struggle. Hello? If you're over the age of two, you know that. But it is when we get to the place where we recognize God is not against us. He's for us. But in order to get to that place of power and to prevail and have favor, he needs the church to have the spirit of Jacob. It says, God, I will never give up. Brother Jeff, thank you for that. Thank you to all those that are here. Amen. We pray that the Lord continues to bless your life and that he continues to give you favor, but most of all, that he gives us courage to stand firm in the day and the hour that we live in because it is a day that calls for us to stand firm. Dad's got to be strong. Mother's got to be mothers strong. Kids got to obey the parents. I'm just saying that, okay? (laughs) And the church has got to be the light and the salt of the earth. And we do it by proclaiming the glory of of God in the face of Jesus Christ and his prevailing word that will overcome everything and anything in your life. Amen. Let's lift our hearts to him one more time, would you? Let's lift our hearts to him. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We are so thankful, Lord, that you have grafted us in God. Hallelujah to the true vine, Lord. We're thankful, Lord, for the glory of the Holy Ghost, the rivers of living water, Lord, that comes from the throne of grace, Lord. Thank you for your spirit that you have poured out upon all flesh willing to receive it. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation, God, of the glory of God in Christ Jesus. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of your name, Lord. We thank you for the blood, Lord, and your sacrifice on Calvary, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for your church, the living church, Lord, comprised and built of people, eternal souls that are willing, Lord, even those under the sound of our voice here this morning, that are willing to offer themselves as a living sacrifice to proclaim that your name is the name whereby every man, woman, and child must be saved, Lord. We love you today. We thank you today. Oh, God, we pray, Lord, contain this war, we pray. Oh, God, give us more time to reach the lost. Hallelujah. We praise you forevermore in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Shake hands. Be friendly. Amen. Remember to pray one for another. Praise God.